Welcome to the Easy Parenting Podcast. This episode of the Easy Parenting Podcast is supported by Relazima Spray and Go, Zinc and Panthenol, formulated for the delicate and sensitive skin of your baby's nappy area. Part of the Relife Relazima range. My skin says how I feel. Visit relife.ie for more. Ireland's number one parenting publication, Easy Parenting Magazine, has been offering Irish parents expert advice and assistance for over eight years. And now you can get more fantastic parenting advice and tips from our latest offering, the Easy Parenting Podcast, which will offer expectant mums and parents advice in every aspect of their parenting journey, from conception to pregnancy to toddlers, babies to teenagers, right through to empty nest syndrome. The Easy Parenting Podcast for expert parenting advice that you can trust. Nappy changing. It can feel like a never-ending task, especially in those early newborn days. Constantly checking to see if your if your baby's bum is wet or examining the contents of their nappy, making sure they don't have nappy rash. It's full on. You might also feel nervous about changing your newborn's nappy for the first time, but give it a few weeks and you'll be an absolute expert at this task. For this podcast, we'll be chatting to dermatology nurse specialist Celine Daly and pharmacist Laura Dowling, also known as Fabulous Pharmacist, on what to expect from the contents of your baby's nappy, plus how to keep your little one's bottom in tip-top condition. here with dermatology nurse specialist Celine Daly and she's going to give us some advice about baby bum care. Hello Celine, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm great, thank you. So baby bum care, it's one of those things you take your little newborn home and you don't realise just how many nappies you're going to be changing for those first few weeks or even first few months. Maybe if we just start with the basics is it really necessary to only use cotton wool and water in that area? Because, you know, when you've got a really stubborn poo in those early days, like the meconium, and you're so tempted to reach for the wipes to have a good scrub. So what would your advice be? With my dermatology nurse hat on, I would definitely say cotton wool and water is the best bet. And as you said at the beginning, preparing yourself, first of all, is really important. So having nappies is fit for a start-off. So there's no point putting a nappy for a six-month-old or a year-old on a newborn baby because their bums are tiny. And I think it's smaller when we're first-time mums and dads. These little bums and legs are smaller than we anticipate. So having a good stockpile of newborn-sized nappies is the first thing. Stockpiling the cotton wool as well. And you can buy really old-fashioned long rolls of cotton wool. They come like in a purple paper and you can buy um, a squeeze dispenser of circuit space, for example. So you can use water and cotton wool for just the wee changes uh-huh. or like the very runny poo changes. And then if it's something that's more sticky like the meconium, you can actually just squirt some circuit space onto the cotton wool and then use that to, to get the poo that's stuck on off. You'll find mostly it's the first couple of days that sticky meconium um, hangs around. And then after that, particularly with breastfed babies, they tend to have more liquidy poos that don't smell and that are easy to take off as well. Um, so being prepared in the first instance is a good idea. And especially if you're first time mum or dad, it really is difficult because I can remember changing my baby's bum and 
being terrified because it's a little tiny baby and um, with a little tiny nappies and it can be kind of overwhelming and you're very tired and um, but being prepared with your nappy station and with your changing bag just to have that cotton wool there with water or with some stuck up space in a pump dispenser and it just makes it a little bit easier to change. Again, if there's a history of eczema or asthma, hay fever in the family, it's important not to use wipes across the board because they can actually induce eczema in babies who have a tendency or genetic predisposition to having this ATP or eczema. So not using baby wipes is a good idea, particularly when there's a family history. Okay, and just for listeners who may not be um, familiar with Silcox Base, what exactly is in that product? It's kind of basically grease and water. So um, Silcox Base is just a mix of um, emollients, effectively, and water. Try and avoid tubs of cream when it comes to babies or yourself because when we have a tub that we open up the top and then we put our hand into it what happens is that product then gets infected with the bacteria that exists on our hands and you can get skin infections if the skin is broken so it's better to try and use squeezy tubes if you can if there is a family history of eczema asthma or hay fever it's better to use soap substitutes and moisturizers than use standard bubbly soapy bubble bath that smell beautiful on babies if there is a family history of HB eczema as Tired new parents will take all of the advice they can when it comes to keeping baby's bum healthy and clean. Laura has a great tip here on how to keep your baby's bottom clean, but in a quick and easy way. So a really good tip actually is instead of even using cotton wool, what I used to do with my babies and I always give the advice to new parents as well is to actually just fill the sink with water and stick their little bottoms in the sink. You save on baby wipes in that sense. You save on cotton wool as well. And you can actually just wash their little bottoms. It's much easier. It's like giving them a little rinse. It's like giving them almost a little bath, but it's just their bums. And they're so easy. They're so tiny. You know, uh, just to even be able to splash their little bottoms like that. I used to do that all the time with mine. And then even as they get older, just a little bum wash is so much fresh, more freshening for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just like lift them up to the sink and wash their bums in that way. It's a good way to kind of, uh, but as you say, the meconium can be a little bit more difficult to remove. So yeah. sometimes you need to kind of scra- scrape it off. Yes. Almost. Yes. Well, I wish somebody had told me that <laughs> tip actually about <laughs> dipping the baby's bum in a basin of water. Yeah. And do you use slightly warm water then? Yeah, yeah. you can use slightly warm water and just you know plain water up to three months is is really all you need if they have a little bit of a red bum a little barrier cream as well can be used but usually babies you know if you're changing their nappies regularly enough they they should be fine with just cleaning their little bottoms with 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 water you know nappy rash is a common condition but most rashes are mild and can be treated with a simple skincare routine for the actual symptoms of nappy rash, I mean, it's obviously red, inflamed skin. You know, in the beginning, mm-hmm. you were saying, like, it's better to use cotton wool and water and the Silcox base to get rid of anything stubborn. But I remember yeah. I remember myself, um, because of the constant nappy changes, sometimes the area c- can actually become a little bit red and inflamed. I guess it's nappy rash. So in those yeah. situations, when the baby's a little bit older, say eight weeks to three months you can probably start mm-hmm. to use um, nappy rash cream and barrier creams? Absolutely. So um, 
nappy rash occurs when the urine or the feces or the poo becomes it comes in contact with the skin. Now, some children tend to suffer more from nappy rash. And a very old wives tale, I remember hearing years ago, was that if babies start to teeth and they drool from their mouth, they won't get nappy rash. Mm-hmm. But when babies start to teeth and they don't drool, they tend to get nappy rash. And, you know, I had two children and that exact thing happened. Now, that's not scientific whatsoever. But I can mm-hmm. remember hearing that old wives tale years ago. And, yeah. and I had a drooler that never got a nappy rash and I had a baby that didn't drool whatsoever but got terrible nappy rash. Now, whether mm. that's true or not, I can't confirm. But it's important to use the barrier cream if you particularly have a tendency towards um, nappy rash. Now, again, if there's a tendency towards eczema or asthma in the household, I would use a barrier cream with no parabens or preservatives. Sometimes, with all the frequent nappy changes, your baby's bum might need a little bit more TLC. As Laura explains. So a barrier cream is a really good idea and something that will prevent the wee or the poo getting in contact with the, the baby's bum so that they're not constantly sitting in wee or poo because that's what's actually irritating the skin. It's the acidic the acidic nature of wee mm-hmm. and poo. Mm-hmm. So a barrier cream on, uh, you know, every nappy change is, is a great idea. Um, there's a, there's a number of them out there, you know, mm-hmm. that they're simple mm-hmm. to use. You just put them on after after mm-hmm. every, every every nappy change. Mm-hmm. Also allowing your baby's bum to have a bit of air time. Mm-hmm. I would have always been massively into just leaving them on a little mat and mm-hmm. letting them kick. Now they'll poo and wee on the mat, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you have wooden floors or if you can put down a plastic sheet underneath them and let them kick away, the air can make such a difference to their little bottoms as well. And would you be an advocate then of like frequent nappy changes then? Because, you know, sometimes when you know they've done a wee, but, you know, you kind of think, well, should I change them or should I just leave it until something else happens? No, I'd be changing them because I wouldn't like to be sitting in my own wee either. Yeah. I don't think you would too. No, you know, no, so no. It's important to change them, you know, if you can. And it is quite frequent in the early days. But then they get a little bit more like us and, mm-hmm. they, you know, they don't wee as often. And, yeah. you know, you don't, you know, you know when, you, when they're waking up in the, uh, after a night's sleep and they're mm-hmm. that little bit older and they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> their nappy's like a bowling ball. Yes. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you don't have to wait for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And some people have um, suggested that uh, the symptoms of a nappy rash could be related to teething. Yeah. Is there any truth in that? Well, th- there is in terms of the fact that teething can just start a whole cascade of, you know, babies being pretty miserable. I know even my own children and certainly from patients coming in and out of the pharmacy, when their baby's teeth are at them, their nappies can generally be that little bit messier so they're if they're sore and you can imagine there's inflammation in their little mouths and that so oftentimes then they might have diarrhea or runnier poos than normal so they're pooing more frequently the poo may be a little bit more acidic as well and in that case the baby's bum area can get quite red so I would be using a barrier cream every nappy change it's really important to do that Basically, the function of the barrier cream is to sit between the skin and the poo or the wee. Try to avoid the bit on the leg where the nappy will sit because if you put too much emollient or barrier cream around the, the, the elastic where the either the disposable nappy or the reusable nappy is, you'll get leaks there and then you can get skin irritation from that. So apply a layer of um, barrier cream all over the nappy area. 
uh, re- uh, changing babies frequently is quite a good idea, particularly in the beginning, bit, mm-hmm. because the poo tends to be a little bit more liquidy, particularly the breast of babies, and tends to be more frequent. And um, the amount of stool tends to kind of reduce down as the baby becomes older. Some um, people, neighbours, friends, mammies, and will advise oh, a particular brand of nappy, but actually it tends not to make much of a difference to babies who tend to have a, a, a disposition towards getting nappy rash. But however, if your baby, despite all this, t- gets the nappy rash, do go to the GP because sometimes the nappy rash can be caused by a fungal infection on the bum. So it goes red and that kind of really fiery red colour um, can tend to be a fungal infection of the skin. So where there's poo or wee and where there's heat and where there's dampness. So that's why I don't like baby wipes either because if you're washing baby wipes and the le- skin is left wet, fungal infections will flare. So um, sometimes we need to prescribe an antifungal topical treatment for baby's bum to get over that um, really red, fiery, awful nappy rash. Okay. And you just mentioned there earlier, um, when we're washing that the like the genital area of boys and girls, um, what's the difference in how that we in the way that we need to approach that to keep the area clean and infection free? So definitely with the girls, and you know what, to start, uh, girls from day zero right up to nine, to nine years of age should always not wipe from the back to the front, not from the tail to the front or from the anus to the front. The girls should always wipe from the front to the back. And that's because we have bacteria around our anus area where the poo comes out, obviously. And if we wipe from the back to the front, we can introduce infection into the vaginal canal, or into where our wee comes out as well in girls, because there's a short urethra there. So getting the habit for life from wiping to the front, the back in girls is a really good idea. Something as well that um, parents often don't expect is when a baby girl is, is a newborn baby girl, they can have a false period or they can have some white discharge as well that you'll see on the nappy area. That tends to happen the first few days of life. But I know that, that the first time moms can get a refight if they see sometimes a small little bit of pink discharge or some white discharge in the nappy area. And that can be just the hormones passing in utero. And that tends just to go away after a few days. So don't get a fright if you have a brand new baby garden, you see this, what we call false period or false discharge that can happen within the first few days. Then with boys, you don't pull back the foreskin. So when boys get older, they have to pull back the foreskin to wash around the penis area to keep that nice and clean. But when you brand new babies, you don't have to pull back the foreskin. Just wash around the testicles and around the anal area as well. But again, I know people tend to have this kind of really shining clean, you know, and, and wiping and overusing baby wipes. And baby wipes tend to be fragrant and perfumed and have preservatives on them. So if you have broken skin or irritated skin, using anything with perfumes, parabens, can irritate that skin, can cause sensation and can actually trigger up allergies as well. So using cotton wool with um, with uh, water or cotton wool with sick-up space um, just to clean that area, we'll okay. keep it clean enough. We'll keep it, you don't have to use anything that's fragranced or you don't have to use anti, anti-fungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial washes because it's too, um, too severe for baby skin. Okay. So just the cotton wool with the washer is good for baby skin. And I remember I was often tempted to put a little bit of baby talc after I'd used wipes because I was worried that the, the dampness on the skin. Would you say that talc mm. would be a no-no then? A talc is a huge no-no yeah. for everybody. So yeah. talc has been has it has been in the in the course 
for the last few years now. Yeah. And um, talc is, um, apparently talc is engineered where there can be asbestos. Yeah. Um, so there is a link between, or a theoretical link between asbestos and talc. Yeah. And now for for many, many years in nursing, we have spoken about the fact we don't want to use talc on patients who are adults or on children. Yeah. And we have found that talc can be ingested or inhaled into the lungs. So mm-hmm. if a baby has asthma, for example, or a sitting difficulties, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Also for females or for girls, and this is where the word talc has come into the course recently, and um, talc can actually gather within the uterine wall. So, you know, any foreign object or foreign body within the vaginal canal or within the uterine wall is not a good thing. Okay. So what does talc do? It doesn't, again, you know, years ago, talc was a bit of keep the area dry, dry it, pat it dry. You don't need to use talc and you shouldn't use talc at all. So talc is a huge no-no. Don't have it in your house. Don't have it for anyone else to use on your baby or don't use it on yourself. Okay. So talc is an absolute no-no. Yep. Okay, well that's that's really good advice. While the contents of baby's nappy can tell us a lot about how baby is doing, we don't need to be constantly analysing, as Laura explains. The contents of a baby's nappy, it's something, as new parents, we're told to closely scrutinise because it can obviously tell you how well feeding is going. Would you have any advice on that? Yeah, you know, I think sometimes, though, we can be a little bit overly cautious as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. If babies are pooing and weeing, then they're generally fine. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. food's going in, it's being absorbed, they're growing, they're gaining weight, they seem happy. It's generally okay. Some babies will poo more than others and certainly yeah. some breastfed babies may not poo for a few days because they're yeah. literally absorbing all the breast milk. Yeah. So it can be normal, just like for you and me, we can have d- different bowel movements, you know. Yes. They, you know, there's no, n- there's no normal as such, you know, for, for adults, although they say we should have a bowel movement every day. Yeah. Babies can often have different bowel movements to, to each other as well. So I mm-hmm. think it's just important to, to, you'll learn your own baby, your own baby's ways as yes. well. And then if your baby seems uncomfortable, certainly you will need to, you know, go and get it checked out, yeah. go to a doctor, go into your pharmacy, ask the questions that you might need. But if your baby is pooing, seems happy, then I think that, you know, you you can generally take it that your baby's fine. And just going back to nappy rash, one thing I remember with Nina was that the nappy rash could actually spread quite far down the leg, like down the thigh. Is that a point where you should bring to the GP or does it just mean you really need to spread the cream further down the leg? I think it really, dep- it really depends. I think you need to just see how harsh it is. Mm-hmm. Certainly if you're in any way concerned, bring it, bring your baby to the mm-hmm. GP. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. what the GPs are there for. No one will ever turn you away from the GP surgery for telling you, you know, you're you're not you're not doing something wrong by being yeah. a concerned parent or you could bring them into the pharmacy equally and save you you know save you a doctor's trip if need yeah. be the you know a pharmacist could maybe look at it for you as well mm-hmm. uh oftentimes yeah you're right it can spread a little bit down further down the down the leg as well and that can just be a case where you haven't got control over it initially so i think the important thing is with nappy rashes to always the minute it, you see it starting put the barrier cream on and it's just about putting it on every nappy change it's mm-hmm. important and getting control over it 
in the early days. Now yeah. it's not your fault if it spreads and you know it, it, it does seem to do that. But just make sure you're washing the area well, you're mm-hmm. drying it well. Always pat the area dry. Don't ever rub it dry because that can irritate the skin further when mm-hmm. you consider if the skin's a little bit broken down or macerated or red, mm-hmm. rubbing it can irritate it further. So mm-hmm. always pat it dry mm-hmm. and then put the barrier cream on or mm-hmm. uh, another form, another cream just to help with it. I used to use the spray bottles actually because I found them a lot more hygienic. They are and they're really easy to use when you're on the go as well. You don't feel you have to, you know, be washing your hands mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. all the time either with the spray bottle. So certainly, yeah, they're very good as well. And they're easy to angle. You can get them into the little crevices down there too, you know. That's it. Like that, the exactly. rolls. Yeah. Good point. And when it comes to nappies, I mean, you, you can try so many different brands of nappies for your newborn, but really it's what suits your baby in the end, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And... You know, I know lots of people that use the cheaper brands and, and they're happy enough with them. I think certainly yeah. for the, the daytime use where you're changing regularly, yes. Yeah. Maybe what, some of the brands that actually hold a little bit more weight for nighttime might be better because they won't spill out. But yeah, no, it's just, it's important. Just It's regular nappy changing. Yeah, that's Keeping definitely. an eye on it that way as well. And then just one thing as well about nappy rash is sometimes it can be thrush and you need to kind of be a little bit careful with that too so that might involve um using an antifungal cream and that can be diagnosed by your gp and you can use it you can use an antifungal cream for that as well and what does thrush look like in the bum area you see that's the thing it can be a little bit it can look quite similar to nappy rash and if you find if you're nappy rash if you're not actually getting rid of your nappy rash it might actually be a case that's a little fungal infection because fungi actually breed in warm moist conditions and what's warmer and moister than a baby's nappy yes so uh you can try an antifungal cream too just make sure that you're applying it as is directed on the pack which is usually twice to three times a day for um a few days even after it's the symptoms seem to have disappeared because mm-hmm. the fungal spores are still there. Oh, so yeah. it's about treating it, I would always say, maybe seven to ten days. So even though the, the, the thrush infection may have cleared up within three to four days, continue to use for a further seven days just okay. to make sure that, that it's got rid of correctly. This episode of the Easy Parenting Podcast was brought to you by Relazima Spray and Go, Zinc and Panthenol, formulated for the delicate and sensitive skin of your baby's nappy area. Part of the Real Life Relazima range. My skin says how I feel. Visit reallife.ie for more. Thank you for listening to the Easy Parenting Podcast. Go to our social pages, Instagram and Facebook to find out more. Listen, download, rate, review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.